this 26th of July edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Tuesday, July the 25th. We have a full slate of action with the majority of them on the board for Wednesday, July the 26th. And joining me first up, I need to ask Moonaf, um, how far, Moonaf, does my general charm and geniality go before you completely lose your shit with me for messing your life up? Uh, God, I don't even know where to start with that. But first of all, you just had a special guest that was over your right shoulder. You can't just shoot him away. I did, yeah. Take one point away for that. Um, And a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but every morning I wake up and I I try to, you know, be on schedule. There's always something that I have to correct. No names are going to be involved in this, but um, just good to be here with you, Mal. You know I love you. I did think if I asked you here, this was quite a safe space that you couldn't completely call me out if there was other people watching, which is why I've done it in a public environment. And Lonte <laughs> is our uh, HR representative as well. Uh, if you didn't know, I, I broadcast the Premier League show on the MLB channel last night. Now, as it happens, it was the most views we ever had and everyone had a lovely time. So we did consider, Megan Bars, we're just going to act like cuckoos and just go and like nest in other people's shows now. We're just, we're just going to move around the place and just turn up where people least expect us. Uh, it'll be a little bonus. So, yeah. Um, sorry about that, Moonaf, but, you know, it's all fun and games. Uh, also with us tonight, Mr. Lonte Smith. Lonte, how are you? Yeah, man, doing pretty good. Thankfully, I don't have to uh, do anything around here but show up. Moonaf does, does all the heavy lifting behind the scenes for everybody who wants to know. Yeah, Until I get a message in the morning saying something's not right, I know exactly who to go to. (laughs) I always wait. I know it's about lunchtime. When that first message pops up at lunchtime, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. What have I done? Um, I tried my best, Moon. I'm a different generation to you two boys. Don't forget that. Uh, We're only 351 episodes in. I'll just mention that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, by episode 1,000, I'll have this absolutely nailed down. (laughs) Nailed down. Uh, the usual suspect have joined us, TVDVJ. It was first in. Well done, Jay Millie. Joel, uh, Joel the Don, new name on me. Good evening. How are you doing? Uh, if you haven't yet joined us um, live in the YouTube channel, do it. Uh, if you listen to us back, come and say hello and give us some of your picks. Um, it's always lots of fun. A uh, little bit of news and notes. I saw Kike Hernandez traded back to the Boston Red Sox. Um not a Back huge splash. Sorry? Back, Back to, the, to the Dodgers from the Red Sox. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he hadn't done... There's no return listed. Have you seen what they're getting for him, Moonaf? Because I haven't. Probably not much. A, um, yeah. It's only because that Trevor Story's back for the Red Sox. So, I mean, yeah. Um, and then obviously the Dodgers can use, you know, more utility uh, players, whether, and, you know, we know Kike can play multiple positions. So, and he was there for them. I, I want to say he was there for the championship run, if I'm not mistaken, for the Dodgers. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think but, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he's back with the Dodgers, uh, like Mal mentioned, a uh, uh, small trade that went down. Maybe just a little domino effect before we start seeing some more trades as we get closer to the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, the. the- 
the Red Sox slated him as their starting shortstop this season. It didn't really work out. Um, yeah. yeah, he's, he's kind of serviceable and, and the Dodgers, we know very well, are good at getting the best out of people. Uh, so like I say, Wednesday, 15 games, um, 12 of them are on the board, which is a decent effort, so we can really get our teeth stuck into them. Plenty of days fall as well, at least seven or eight games. I'm still running quite hot. I didn't jinx myself yesterday uh, like I thought I would. Um, I've been still chipping away. I hit the D-backs team total last night. Um, so, yeah, going along okay. We'll try again tomorrow with a 12.05 Eastern first pitch between the Colorado Rockies and the Washington Nationals. We have, what's man's first name? Jamie. Peter. Peter Lambert um, for the Colorado Rockies. And it is Jake Irvin who goes for the Nationals. Plus 110 on Colorado. Minus 130 on Washington. Totals at nine and a half. Um Little bit bottom of the barrel, this one, Moonaf. What do you think? Yeah, this one was a little difficult to handicap, um, but Peter Lambert has put together back-to-back good starts for the Colorado Rockies. Um, you take a look at his numbers the last two games. He's combined to pitch uh, eight innings. Uh, he He's usually been a guy that's coming out of the bullpen for the Rockies, but they have given him the start in the last two games. The first start was against the Detroit Tigers, uh, look, put him out there for three innings. He pitched some. Uh, he pitched a, sh- a shutout baseball, two hits allowed, and had an even better outing against the Miami Marlins, whose offense has just absolutely disappeared. Five shutout innings in that game, only allowed three hits um, to the Marlins in that game. Uh, Jake Irvin, he's been really up and down. I mean, we talked about it. I think this was back in uh, June where he had a couple good starts under his belt, but he's kind of looking like the guy that we. Um, we're seeing at the beginning of the season. He's allowed at least three earned runs in four of his last five starts. And the Nationals have been alternating between wins and losses over his last five starts as well. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at the standings as well. And, and for the Nationals, it's crazy to see that they have a better road record uh, than they have a home record. They're 23 and 26 on the road, and they're 18 and 33 uh, in Nationals Park in, in the nation's capital. And <sighs> I, I really couldn't bring myself to a side here, guys. And I kind of, as I talking more through it, I feel like there's just some value here on the Rockies at plus one ten. Um, they the the schedules makers put the worst game <laughs> at the first, so we don't have to watch it at the night spot. But um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll lean towards the Rockies here. I don't love it. I won't have money on it. But if you are, I'm leaning towards the Rockies. I really couldn't bring myself to a side here, Mal. No, I was the same enough. I've got Colorado first five here. Um, it's not very exciting, uh, but someone's going to win. Uh, some bets are going to land. And like you say, Lambert's two... Uh, he started two games and uh, appeared out with a pen 14 times, but his two short starts have been okay. Um, all the reasons to feed Washington uh, that you mentioned. Um, so, yeah, a short, good start from Lambert might just get this done. Colorado first five, pretty straightforward, Lunty. Yeah, I couldn't pick a side either. Um, so instead, I'll take the over. Four of the last five meetings um, between these two teams have went over. Uh, we saw it go over last night. I think they scored, what, 19 combined runs or something something like that. Uh, both teams, they've scored five-plus in four of the last five. Um, they, also, they also scored double digits um, within those five games. Um, Washington's been playing well offensively. Eight of the ten have went over. Eight of their last ten has went over. Uh, Colorado has been usually an under team, um, but somehow, you know, they find offense when they face, face Washington. Uh, most teams in the MLB do. And Irvin has also allowed a home run in four straight. 
So I couldn't bring myself to a side, but I think the over is a good bit here. I think um, if you don't want to bet, you know, one team, I think Washington's team total over is a better play uh, the way they've been hitting the ball. But I, I like the over. Uh, if you don't want to bet the, the full game over, I'd much rather uh, um, place a Washington team total bit. I think they can get to um, they can get to about four or five runs here pretty easily. 12-10 Eastern first pitches. The Miami Marlins at the Tampa Bay Rays. Sandy Alcantara for Miami. Zach Eflin takes the start for Tampa. Uh, plus 136 on the Marlins. Minus 155 on the Rays. Total at seven and a half. Lonte. Yeah, man, I thought we were going to get a, a little bit better number for Sandy and I was going to take him, but I think it's about right as far as the side. I'll lean to Tampa. Um, I'll also lean to the over. I think the over is probably like my favorite bet of the two. Uh, you know, if Tampa, Bay, if Tampa Bay's bats can't can wake up, you know, Sandy's going to give up contact. He's been better, but he's still going to give up contact. He's uh, he's much better on the road than he is at home, but still inconsistent. Uh, his splits, his last four games, four earned, two earned, four earned, one earned. Um, he's allowed a home run in four straight, multi-home run in two of those. Uh, and like I said about the contact, eight plus hits in five of his last seven. So if Miami, I mean, if um, if Tampa's bats can wake up and they can get to him a little bit, I think that it's a good spot for um, them to score some runs. So maybe look at their team total over if you don't trust Miami offensively. Um, I, I wouldn't trust Miami offensively either. Uh, Tampa Bay is 32 with 21 and one to the over at home. Um, Eflin, two armors, a fewer in five of his last six. But again, he's pitched against some solid offenses. Uh, Miami is not a solid offense. Some of those offenses, Baltimore, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Toronto. So he's in good form. Um, I just don't know if I can lay that big of a number um, with him without good Sandy's being. Now Sandy's going to give up some contact, but I think I think they'll I think he'll keep him within the yard. So if he can do that, I'll just I, I just don't trust him fully. I think the number is, is right on. If I needed a little bit more to bet Sandy, so I'll just go with the over and lean the Tampa Bay. Okay, look, uh, Muna. Yeah, I think we're all kind of waiting for Sandy to look like the pitcher look like the pitcher that he was last year in his Cy Young year. But I think Sandy is who he is right now, at least for this season. Um, he had a couple of good starts at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month of June, but he's kind of regressed back to what we've seen throughout the season. His last start against the Cardinals, he allowed four earned runs, um, and the Marlins have lost four straight starts. But Sandy on the mound, all have been or sorry, three out of the last four losses have been by at least two plus runs. We've talked about Zach Eflin uh, being that guy at home this season at Tropicana Field for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, where he's 10-1 and with a 2.10 ERA. Um, I think this is a spot where the Tampa Bay Rays are probably going to take advantage of how bad Sandy has been this season. Um, We've talked a lot about home and road splits for a lot of these pitchers throughout the season. Some pitchers do well on the road versus home, and Zach Eflin's a guy that's been absolutely lights out at Tropic on the field, like I mentioned. So um, there, he's 10-1 and one, uh, at home, 9-2 and two on the run line of minus 1.5. So I'm going to take the, uh, the Rays minus 1.5 here. I think there's some good value there at the plus 150 price. I really like that may be my dog of the day. Um, but I feel like the, the Rays bats are going to be able to get the Marlins here, and I think that they can at least win this game by two-plus runs. Um, Sandy is um, he's getting there slowly, um, but – even though he is getting there, Miami keep losing uh, his starts. 
Um, I thought the numbers might be a bit uh, different as well, Lonty. I thought the same as you. But yeah, Zach Afton at home is a different kind of fish comp- uh, completely had a great start against Baltimore last time and has been better at home in general. If you sing the minus 150 on Tampa, I'm okay with the unit and a half play on them just to win the game. And I do think this could go under as well. Uh, Tampa Bay stuttering and um, Alcantara sort of slowly putting it together. A um, few more names. QB1 has joined us. Aiden as well. Um, some jackass called Barry asking if this is the last the right hey, place hey, for hey, hey, Cup you, picks. You disrespect the best looking man on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'll tell you what, oh, there no. is no question that this combination of uh, us three tonight is the best hair combo on the network. Like, uh, it's not even close. There's no one. There's us and then there's, to quote Billy Bean, like 500 feet of crap and then there's all the other hair combinations. But it's definitely us boys who've uh, got that nailed down. Um, yeah, Barry doesn't contribute to our uh, to our hair total when we do the Premier League show. Barry, uh, don't, don't listen to this wanker. <laughs> we need to sell Barry. Moonaf and Lonte wigs in the merch store, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely missing the trick there. Uh, one ten Eastern first pitch. Kansas City Royals at the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, this is one of the three that's off the board. It is Alec Marsh for Kansas City. Uh, officially TBD for Cleveland. I see Trevor Williams. Uh, sorry, Trevor Williams. Uh, I told you he's got in my head Gavin Williams for Cleveland I've seen him slated all day but he is officially TV, uh, TBD so I've got no lines on this um, either of you boys seen a Cleveland pitcher is it Williams uh, let me take a look here I seen, I seen Williams earlier but I'm not sure um, if that's changed he might have gone I know Cleveland Shane Bieber went to the 60 day IL uh, which has definitely yeah. caused um, for them Cleveland a bit of a a bit of a pitching problem here um, which is why their the rotation is in a kind of state of flux. Logan Allen pitched well for them last night. Um, Cleveland had two on with nobody out. Um, you might be able to tell I'm talking through my pocket here a little bit. But yeah, they had two on with nobody out in the first. Couldn't squeeze any runs over. And then Ryan Yarbrough nibbled them to death after that. Um, Alec Marsh for Kansas City is 0-4. Uh, he started four games, too bad, too average. Um, a lot of walks. Oh, well, two, one, three, and four walks. Three, two, one, and two homers. So he's kind of given up a little bit of everything. Cleveland home run props would be in play. Um, however, it is Cleveland and they don't hit very many. Uh, he did have a really weird 11 strikeout game against Tampa Bay Rays in the middle of all that. Um, but I am worried for him uh, in this spot tomorrow. If Williams does go, I like him a lot. Uh, Noah, uh, NB77, has joined us. Um uh, and Noah turned me on to Gavin Williams months ago. Noah's uh, generally our prospect pitching guy, our college baseball guy. And he turned me on to Gavin Williams ages ago. And he's been really, really good. So I've been I've been watching him quite closely. His hits and his own runs are coming down. Um, he's walked four batters in his last two starts, which is just a bit of a worry. Kansas City got their win last night. Uh, Cleveland, like I say, they should have gotten front early and they didn't. Um but that should probably do Kansas for the week with their win. It's a Cleveland team total for me. If it is Williams, I think Williams can go well. It's a great spot for him. And I'm just not convinced by Marsh at all, Muna. Yeah, Gavin Williams has already had two starts against the Royals this season. And the Guardians have won both of those games. Um, they were actually earlier, sorry, uh, back on June 27th, a 2-1 victory in Kansas City for the Guardians. And then... Uh, a few weeks ago on July 8th, uh, a 10-6 victory for the Guardians with Kevin Williams on the mound. So, um, that, yeah, you mentioned I was on the Guardians last night. Uh, they had two on in that first inning, just couldn't get anything across. 
Um, and there was a, I think there was an error by Jose Ramirez that kind of led to the um, Royals scoring two. I think it was at the top of the second and top of the third. But uh, nonetheless, like you mentioned with um, Alec March for the uh, Kansas City Royals, he had that one strikeout game where he had, I think, 11 um, for um, for the uh, for the Royals. But in his four starts, the Royals are 0-4, and they've lost rather four games by two-plus runs. So I, I, I do have the better pitcher on the mound here, in my opinion, in Gavin Williams. Uh, I'll take the Guardians here when that line does come out. Okie doke. So, yeah, two for Cleveland. Can, can you make a case for Kansas City, Lante? Nah, I got burned by them last night too, Munaf. Uh, they actually had two on, I want to say second, no, first and second with one out, and they just couldn't, yeah. I think – uh, they were at the bottom of the lineup, so like Quan flied out to, or no, uh, the ninth, ninth old hitter. I can't remember who it was. He, uh, I guess it was kind of like a sacrifice to get the runner over to third, but uh, Quan like grounded out, so they couldn't get it done either way. But yeah, I think Kansas City. You mentioned it, Mal. They got their victory last uh, last night, and they'll probably get destroyed. I like Cleveland's team total over, and I like them on the run line, depending on what the price is. Okay, um, here at the SGPN, we continue to wage war. Against corporate gambling, uh, help us by joining the SGP Patreon. Uh, loads of exclusive content, contests, merch, all that kind of good stuff. The monthly SGP Stories podcast is an ad-free, uncensored show which highlights the best stories from decades, uh, decades and decades for some of us of being DJs. Um, the SGP Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support our network here. Um, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, more days for one Tennyson first pitch. The Seattle Mariners at the Minnesota Twins. We have Bryce Miller for Seattle and Joe Ryan draws the start for Minnesota. Um, plus 116 on the Mariners, minus 125 on the Twins. Seeing totals of seven and a half or eight, whatever you fancy. Moon off, take it away. Yeah, Bryce Miller could start here for the Seattle Mariners, like you mentioned, six and three on the season with a three point five zero ERA. Last five games, he's been really good as well, two and zero with a two point five two ERA. Only allowed seven earned runs in twenty five innings pitched, off of nineteen hits um, on the road. Is where he has struggled a little bit. He's one and two with a four point eight five ERA. Uh, his last two starts were actually at home, where he had a really good outing for the Seattle Mariners. Um, but you take, like I mentioned, he has struggled on the road thus far this season. Uh, he lost his last start was in Baltimore back on June 24th. They lost that game. And then also, uh, back on June 4th against the Texas Ranger week, Texas Rangers, where he got absolutely blasted by, uh, with seven earned runs he allowed in just two and one thirds innings pitched, um, to the Rangers. Um, on the other side, Joe Ryan, I've been a fan of the season. He's been, uh, at least a cash cow for me on the season, Nine and six with three point eight eight ERA. I know Mal, we, you and I, when we did the second half preview, we mentioned his name, I believe, for Cy Young, um, but he's kind of regressed in his last, uh, I want to say, last five games. Where he has a one and yeah. two record with a seven point three zero ERA, allowed twenty earned runs and just twenty four and two thirds innings pitch. I do trust uh, Joe Ryan more at home, um, where he is six and three with a three point five seven ERA. But the more interesting nugget for me about Joe Ryan is that. Um, for whatever reason, the Twins do give him run support, and in his home starts this season, the over is seven two and one. Uh, if you're a Yurfi player, the yes on the first inning score is seven and three, and Joe Ryan starts this season at home. So, um, 
I do like the twins in this spot, but I think my more favorite play is going to be the over in this spot. I think both um, pitchers will be will give up runs here, uh, whether that's the first five uh, over you want to take in those home starts, seven, two, and one. Sorry, nine and one to the over in first five innings for Joe Ryan. So uh, over in every which way for me, whether that's full game, uh, seven and a half is what I see right now, and then first five over as well. Yeah, Joe Ryan we, has dropped off just a little bit. This came to me because the prices were so close together. I was just happy with the, which pitcher do I trust more, which team do I trust more? And the answer came up, Joe Ryan and Minnesota. Um, so that was my pick with the, the Twins at minus 125. They have won four in a row. And um, Miller just hasn't been as good on the road. He's stretching out a little bit better. It's a positive for Miller. He's, he needed to get Seattle needed more length out of him, which is coming. Um, but yeah, he's just not been as good on the road. And, and I think, um, although there's the, the comment section is talking about him giving up a lot of hard hit um, and feeling the same as you, Munaf, this could go over. But yeah, I trust Ryan and I trust the Twins a little bit more. Uh, minus 125 on Minnesota for me, Lonte. Yeah, I couldn't really pick a side. I wanted to back Minnesota. I've been on I've been on Minnesota and Cleveland probably the most uh, I've been in my life for the past like month or so, uh, and they've been pretty good to me. But like you guys mentioned, I mean, I just don't trust Ryan. I know he's at home, but I mean, he's been giving up the long ball, home run allowed in five straight, multi home runs in three of those. Um, that's another reason why I like the over and the Seattle team total over. I mean, they've struggled a bit offensively, and they, we all know they strike out at a high volume. But, I mean, the way Ryan's been, you know, pitching lately as far as inconsistencies, I think they can get get to him. I think Miller's fine. Um, I, I don't think he's he's bad at all. But I guess I would just link to the over and the Seattle team total over versus playing the Twins. I think those are two, uh, two of my better plays uh, for this game specifically rather than taking a side. Two tennis and first pitches, the Cincinnati Reds at the Milwaukee Brewers. Ben Lively uh, is the pitcher for Cincinnati. Freddie Peralta goes for the Brewers. Lines are plus 120 for the Reds, minus 135 for the Brewers, and a total of eight and a half. Lonte. Yeah, man. I mean, Cincinnati has been getting dominated by Milwaukee. Uh, they've won, Milwaukee, that is, have, has won nine of the last 11, um, including five straight. Uh, five straight unders, which is what I like here. Uh, I like the under a lot. Um, neither team has had over four runs in the last five games. Uh, they're going under by average of 6.3 runs. I don't think if it's bro- if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, Cincinnati's under in eight of their last 10. Milwaukee's under in nine of their last 10. Cincinnati is usually an over team on the road, but the 28 and 20, but somehow they just can't score on Milwaukee. I have no idea what they have or if they just got like some bad juju or whatever, but they just can't score um, on this Milwaukee team. And the last time they faced, they faced uh, Freddie Peralta, six scoreless, only one hit allowed, and that was in his last start. Um, Lively, he's pitched okay in three games versus Milwaukee, 13 hits, seven earned runs. He's had one bad start in there that's kind of throwing those numbers off. Um, he had five earned runs on seven hits, but the last two, but the uh, last two games, he's had two earned runs um, combined in those. And also lately, he's been pitching well, two earned runs or less in four of his last five, um, and in four of his last five on the road. So, I think, man, if you want to take a side, I would probably lean to Milwaukee here, being with their recent success. But I much rather have the over. I think that's probably one of my favorite bets on the card uh, tomorrow. The under, under. I'm sorry, yeah, under. I'm sorry. Oh, Lonte. Steady on. Um, yeah, my handicap is your handicap. Um, I joked on the show on Monday with Moon after that I would go to the window and bet the under four and a half 
in the Monday be. night game. Um, there was one run in the ninth inning, made the total five, so I nearly hit it, Moonap. But um, you've just said if it's not broke, don't fix it. I took the same pick um, on yesterday's show for Tuesday's game, and this is going to be exactly the same. Cincinnati desperately need to win one of these games, like just to break it, and then they can get on with the rest of their lives, but they desperately need a win. Um, Peralta's got it home. TV, DBJ always points that out. Um, oh, he's got the other way, actually. Peralta at home is dog shit. Uh, is it the other way around? I thought he was uh, good at home. I thought he was good at home. Too. I mean, he pitched yeah. well. Um, I can't remember what the game was. The last start confused pitched, me, Trev. Really well. um, yeah, the eight and a half's too high. Home. Set, yeah, better at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought he was. Um, yeah, the. We've just seen we keep seeing this template game over and over again. So the eight and a half is too high, Muna. Right. Did you see that? I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you see that home run by De La Cruz last night? Yeah, it's still going. Yeah. Jesus. It's incredible. Did you see what was on the scoreboard before you hit that home yeah, run? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, Freddie Peralta, I'm trying to, I know he's faced the uh, Reds earlier this, uh, sorry, this month, back on July 15th. Um, Beautiful outing. That was in Cincinnati, though, too. You know, hitters ballpark. Six innings. He only had one hit to the Cincinnati Reds offense. Um, I know TVDBJ was mentioning um, that Peralta's bad at home, but um, he's better at home versus the road. If you're just going by, you know, just looking at the the baseline stats, whether that's ERA and wins and loss, obviously you want to dig a little more at hard hit rate and all that good stuff. But, um, I mean, his last start was against the Braves, and I know we've talked a lot about on the pod is how much can we take away from some of these pitchers when they face the Atlanta Braves because they're an absolute, you know, a machine when we talk about, you know, scoring runs and hitting home runs and things like that. But um, Lante mentioned it. It's the Brewers are 9-2 and two against the Reds this season, and it's, it's kind of crazy to think that they just kind of have their number right now. So um, I, I know on... Tuesday night, Corbin Burns is on the mound, and he's been really good for the Brewers. I just feel like this might be a spot where the Brewers may just sweep this series uh, from the Cincinnati Reds. So I'll lean here with the Reds. I uh, do like the under in this game with you guys as well. Uh, 3.40 Eastern first pitch is the second of the three games that's off the board. It is the St. Louis Cardinals at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Jack Flaherty is confirmed for St. Louis. Um, I've seen uh, Zach Gallen for Arizona. Um, I think we handicapped him last night, though, for the Tuesday night games um, and officially TBD. Um, I've seen no lines on this at all. Have you boys got anything else to tell me on that one, Gallon? Yeah, I've seen Gallon also. Yeah, uh, I see Gallon as well. Okay, let's yeah. handicap that then. Yeah, I just I just don't see any lines. You see any lines, Munoz? I don't see any lines. Uh, no, not yet. I think probably because we thought he was going to go on Tuesday night, but Merrill Kelly's returning on Tuesday night. So maybe they just ah, okay. pushed that Gallon oh, back a spot. But I mean, it's yeah. Zach Gallon at home, right? I mean, I mean, that's yeah. the handicap for me. Right. That is the handicap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my, that's exactly my handicap. I got Zach Gallon at home autoplay on my notes, literally. Uh, Jack Flaherty has been really good lately, and I'm kind of quite pleased for him. Uh, seems quite easy to root for, and he's had an awful time with injuries uh, for three or four years now. But he's seven and six on the year, four thirty nine ERA. But he has been excellent. He's given up some runs late on in starts, and um, he's kind of pitching well. And then they leave him in for one too many batters and suddenly he's got four earned runs in his box score, uh, which I think is a little bit harsh on him because he's generally been in control of what's been going on. And so he's have won four of his last five starts, even though he's given up a few. However, it's the presence of Zach Gallen here. Nine in over to him, 148 ERA. Um, his road starts have been average, but at home, 
Um, he's just really, really hard to contend with. In 10 games, um, he's only given up three homers. Got a 76 to nine strikeout to walk rate, uh, which is pretty impressive. And even though they've been losing Arizona, they still scored some runs. Uh, so I'm going to take Arizona here. I don't feel great about it um, just because of the form they're in. They've lost five on the spin. But auto play, system play, Lonte has it right. Uh, and I think the prices will be quite close together um, because Arizona have been scuffing a little bit uh, and Flaherty has been going okay. So it'll not be uh, maybe minus 130, I might put it up as. Um, I might be totally minus, wrong. If it's minus 130, I'll pay on 130. Am I, um, do you think I'm out? Get with Gallon at home at 130? No, it can't be 130. What do you think? Okay. I mean, the Cardinals have been playing good baseball, right? As after the All Star break. I mean, yeah, they have, but it's Gallon at home. I would probably say minus 140, minus 145 would probably be my guess. If it's anything under 150, I'm probably going to. Yeah, I'm probably going to bet my whole invoice on it, Munaf. Do you get paid? Do you get paid? Damn, that's nice. God's sake, Munaf. Need to speak to our agent. Munaf, do you have anything on this? Oh, gallon at home, that's it. Gallon at home, okay. Uh, we will move on. Everyone wants the D-Bucks. Um, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Underdog Fantasy are getting us all prepped for the NFL season. Exciting times. Um, right around the corner, Underdog Pick'em um, will help you get down on all of the NFL player props that you need. Tons of markets. Um, MLB contests as well. And you can enter Best Ball Mania for where first place will get $1 million, which is pretty good. Um, head to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 410, Eastern first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the San Diego Padres. Johan Oviedo for Pittsburgh and Seth Lugo starts for San Diego. Plus 180 on the Buckles, minus 198 for the Padres. Total is eight and a half or nine if you want it, Muna. Yeah, Johan Aviedo. Uh, I faded him the last time he pitched um, and it barely got to the window. I took the run line with the Angels in that game. They had to come from behind and win, but Aviedo has just been a mess on the road this season. One and six with a 5.26 ERA, and I think that kind of take a look at his game log. The Pirates have lost eight straight starts by Oviedo, and all of those eight starts have been by two or more runs. Um, I know, Mal, you warned me about taking the Padres on the what was it on the Sunday night pod that we did for the Monday We games. have had to confiscate your uh, your wallet, Moonaf, unfortunately. You can have it back at the end of the week, but until then, you need a little bit of time out here. Well, can I have it for this game then? Because I, I do like the pod. <laughs> I, I I'll mean, give you well, $5. Yeah, yeah. I think that, again, with Aviedo, especially on the road, it just hasn't been very good for him. And like I mentioned, eight straight losses by the Pirates uh, by two-plus runs when he is on the mound. Um, and then Seth Lugo hasn't been too bad for the uh, Padres. Uh, he's 4-4 four and four on the season with a 3.72 ERA. Uh, last five games, one and one with a 3.49 ERA. The home ERA is a little bit higher at 4.25. Um, I know they've lost three of his last five starts, but I think this is just a fade for me for the um, for Oviedo. If you don't want to back the Padres, you don't think they're going to win the game, maybe pivot to a team total for the Padres and, uh, instead of you know trying to or putting your money on them, thinking that they're going to win this game. But I do think that 
Um, the Padres should take care of business here. They should by win by two plus runs. I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres put up six plus runs in this game, just because of how bad of Oviedo has been. So team totals for me on the Padres over. And I'll reluctantly take the run line minus one and a half with the Padres against uh, just fading Johan Oviedo. Yeah, you did it, Moonaf. You can't have your wallet back. You got the right answer, which is the Padres team tool. Um, just for the avoidance of doubt, I have got no idea what I'm talking about. Obviously, I made my case the other night for you can't back the Padres at all. And then the next two shows, I went, well, I went Padres run line last night. So I couldn't take them in any good faith. Padres run line again tonight. However, I did manage to arrive at a Padres team total, the same as you. Um, yeah, Oviedo was going along okay, kind of May time. Um, he's had one good start recently, but yeah, he has regressed. 5.26 on the road. Um, Nugo's had one bad start at Philly, but is generally generally reliable, unlike the Padres. Um, but yeah, they'll get to Oviedo, um, Padres team tall. And I saw Lonte was vigorously uh, nodding his head moving off when you got to that as well. Lonte, same for you. Yeah, absolutely. I like uh, I like the team total over. Uh, you mentioned with Oviedo being pretty bad. 19 earned runs in his last four starts. Home run in six straight starts. So you might want to look at some home run props for uh, the San Diego guys or maybe some total bases. Uh, he's allowed also multi two of those have been multi home run outings. So not just one, but two. I think he has a three game. I mean, a three home run game in there somewhere, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I also lean to the over in the full game. I just think that San Diego can put up a ton of runs here. They might can get the over by themselves against Oviedo. Um, eight of the last 10 have went over for uh, the Pirates. Six of the last 10 has went over for San Diego. Uh, I don't trust either team as far as to put money on the side, but I will bet the total and the team total over. Love it, Lonty. Uh, for Tennyson first pitch, the Toronto Blue Jays at the LA Dodgers. You see Kikuchi, left-handed pitcher for Toronto, and Tony Gonsolin. Pitches for the Dodgers, plus 126 on the Blue Jays, minus 140 on the Dodgers. You can have a nine and a half or a ten. Uh, Lonte, Blue Jays at Dodgers, quite a good-looking game, this. Yeah, I don't. I can't get behind um, Gonsolin at home. I can't get behind Kikuchi on the road. Uh, so I'll go with another over. Uh, I like the over here. Dodgers are over in six of the last ten, at 24-19 and three to the over on the season at home. Uh, Kikuchi, like I mentioned, he's been he's been fine, but just inconsistent on the road. He also has allowed a home run in three of his last five. I would be on the Dodgers if it was anybody but Gonsolin. I mean, he's he's had a rough end in the June and early start. I mean, and start of July. Um, he's four plus earned runs in five of his last six home run allowed in four of his last five. And I mean, Toronto, although they've been a bit inconsistent, they've been better as of late. They still have those bats in that in the middle of that lineup that are pretty good. I think both squads will be able to score some runs here. Um, I, I think it'll be a high scoring nine and a half. I seen plus money on a nine and a half earlier in the day, Mal. Is it still there plus money on the nine and a half? I haven't got the I wrote the total down. I haven't got the uh, I haven't got that see. page up in front of me. Yeah. I see, um, when I bet it, I got plus one hundred five on the over nine. Yeah, I see a minus one fifteen now on the oh, over. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I think either way, I think it's still better. But I think you can get to you know twelve, thirteen runs combined here. So I like the over a, a bunch in this game. Okay, Muda. And a long time mentioned you can't get behind Tony Gonsolin at home, but if there's a spot I do want to get behind Tony Gonsolin, it is at home. Um, you know, going back to last season, uh, he's made 19 home starts at Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers are 15 and four straight up in those games, 14 and five on the minus one and a half run line. Um, are the Dodgers and like you mentioned, Kikuchi. 
He's pitched a lot better this season than he did last year because he was auto fade material last year um, when he was on the mound. But uh, the Blue Jays have won two of his last three starts. Um, he did take a loss his last start against the Mariners on the road, but he had a fantastic outing, five and one-thirds innings pitch, only allowed five hits and zero earned runs, eight strikeouts in that game for Kikuchi. Um, I could definitely see runs in this game, but like you know, like Lante mentioned, Tony Gonsolin has been uh, reeling a little bit uh, as of late, but I think a lot of those games did uh, come on the road. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here. Give me one second. Um, so on the... On the road, it's where he's gotten into trouble, but he's still a four and one at home this season. The ERA is a little bit inflated at home as well. He's allowed at least four earned runs in four of his last five starts. But again, like I mentioned, three of his last four starts have actually come on the road. But um, I, I would take the Dodgers here. I don't trust Kikuchi again. He can blow up at any minute. And like I mentioned, with Gonsolin at home, he, he's been um, he, he's been. He's been really good. He, like I mentioned, 15 and four straight up. So he, at a minus 140 price, I think that's really cheap here for the Dodgers. I agree with Lante. I think we do see runs in this game. So I would go Dodgers money line and also on the over here uh, for this game of nine and a half. Um, I'm actually leaning towards the Blue Jays here. They, I know they won, they won on Monday. Um, I had them as my dog for the Tuesday night game, which obviously hasn't gone off yet uh, behind who's pitching tonight, Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett. Um, and then Kikuchi... It's a it's a Toronto first five is my pick because Kikuchi's going relatively short, but he has been okay. And Gonsolin has just been given up. He's given up four in runs um, in four of his recent starts. So the full game wasn't in play due to the shortness of those Kikuchi starts. But um, I think uh, Toronto alive. I was a little bit disappointed they actually won that game on the Monday just because of the the gambler's fallacy told me uh, that there was less chance of them winning on the Tuesday night, which I know is complete bollocks. Um, but yeah, I think Toronto, are, I'm going to continue. I don't think I've backed them twice all season. And I'm going to put them up two nights running. But yeah, give me the Blue Jays, uh, plus 126. 6.05 Eastern, first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Kyle Bradish goes for Baltimore. And left-handed pitcher Ranger Suarez draws the start for Philadelphia. It is plus 108 on the Orioles, minus 120 for Philly with a total of nine. Um, I don't think Kyle Bradish is going to be on one of my shows for a little while because um, I haven't noticed how good he's been. I knew he'd been okay, but dug into his numbers and um, they really jumped off the page. He's 6-5 and five on the year with a 3.05 ERA, but he has a 1.39 ERA in his last five starts. Um, really good length, minimum six innings, uh, getting up to seven. Home is not a problem, walk's not a problem. Like I said, I was just really surprised at how good his numbers were. Um, he's only given up nine hits in the last 12 innings pitched on the road in a couple of starts as well. Uh, Ranger Suarez, two and five on the year, 4.07 ERA. It just settled into a pattern of mediocrity, really. Um, 4.91 ERA in his last five. Tells the story of where he is at. Uh, being really high on Baltimore, they keep winning and they keep winning at plus money. He's at three nights on the spin, I think. And I don't know why you wouldn't keep back in Baltimore. Um they're hitting 255 against lefties, which is absolutely fine. And I just think you have to keep riding the Muna. I agree. Um, Kyle Bradshaw, his last five starts, three and two with a 1.39 ERA. The two losses that he did take um, in his last five games, the Orioles gave him zero run support, shut out in both of those games. Uh, and he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of his last five starts. That's including two shutouts. Um in seven and one-thirds innings pitch against the Miami Marlins, and then he shut out 
the New York Yankees and six innings and three hits only allowed in that spot. So Ranger Suarez at home this season has not been very good. 0-2 in six starts with a 5.64 ERA. Um, the Phillies have lost three of his last four starts as well, and he's allowed at least four earned runs. Um, I'm sorry, he's allowed at least three earned runs in four straight games and at least four earned runs in two of the last four games as well. So um, if you're giving me a plus money uh, on the Orioles, there, I see some even monies, but you may be able to find some plus 105s out there. I agree with Mal. I think you got to continue riding the hotter team right now, which is the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I can't bid against Baltimore right now. I'm, I'm not sure if you if you can. If it was anybody other than Suarez, maybe. Uh, you guys mentioned it. Uh, he's been getting hit like, consistently um, in July, six or more in his six or more in his um, four starts, and he's allowed like 15 earned runs in those four starts. So um, he's also allowed a home run in three of those. So he's getting he's getting hit around. Um, like you guys mentioned, Bradish, uh, he's been lights out. I'll expand on those numbers a, a little bit over the last two months. No more than three earned runs allowed um, in that time frame. Two earned runs or less in seven straight games. I think you brought that up, Munaf. I mean, it's just incredible how good he's going. Uh, so I, I'll lean to Baltimore. I, I can't get in front of him, especially not with Suarez on the mound. If it was anybody else, maybe. I think I'm on Walker today. I think me and you both are on Walker today. Um, but can't get behind uh, – I can't get behind Suarez, um, even though I think it might be a decent spot for Philly, but I, I just can't do it. Not not how Baltimore's playing right now. Team rides on the Baltimore Orioles. Love anything like that. 6-4 Eastern first pitch is the LA Angels at the Detroit Tigers. Left-handed pitcher Patrick Sandoval for the Angels and Michael Lorenzen goes for the Detroit Tigers. Even money for the Angels. Minus 110 on the Tigers. Eight and a half is the total. Moving off, it's a close one. How did you split them? I couldn't. And I think the books agree here with me as well. Um, you take a look at both these pitchers. They've actually been pretty good over this la- their last five starts, especially Patrick Sandoval, who, was, who has really been uh, atrocious for this uh, Angels rotation at the beginning of the season. But he's put together two great back-to-back starts again. Um, against the Padres, he went five innings, two hits, one earned, one earned run allowed. And then the same thing against the Yankees, seven and one-thirds innings pitch, two hits, one earned, run, one earned run allowed. So his last two games, 12 and a third innings pitch, only allowed two earned runs uh, to the opposition. And Michael Lorenzen has been really good over his last five games, three and one with a 1.85 ERA, uh, three straight games. He's uh, shut out the opposition and the Tigers in those three games, nine nothing. Six nothing and three nothing. So in his last uh, three games, at least eighteen and two thirds innings pitched for Michael Lorenzen, eight hits allowed, zero earned runs in that span. So he's pitching really well right now for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Um, reluctantly, or not really reluctantly, but I think that there may be some the, the under could be sneaky here at eight and a half, um, especially the way these two teams are or these two pitchers are hitting. And I know uh, Mike. Uh, sorry. Patrick Sandoval is a left-handed uh, pitcher. And just looking at Detroit's numbers over the last two weeks here against left-handed pitching, number 18 in WRC+. Plus. Team batting average, they are, um, let's see here, number 17 on base percentage, number 23 slugging percentage against left-handed pitching, number 18. So uh, they're below league average in uh, most of the statistical offensive categories against left-handed pitching. So 
I couldn't bring myself to a side. I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a pitcher's duel here. I like the under eight and a half in this game between Lorenzen and uh, Patrick Sandoval here at Mal. Completely agree with you, Munaf. Uh, first five under or a full game under. Lorenzen's been great. 18 and two-thirds, scoreless. Uh, only given up eight hits. And Sandoval's bad start was an outlier. And don't like to rely on either of these two teams. Um, and we don't have to because we can just take the under. Uh, so, yeah, I'm happy with that, Lunty. Yeah, I'm gonna go the other way. Um, I, I think I, I'll lean to the over. Uh, to the over, I think Detroit has been sneakily pretty good um, in the past few, especially with Lorenzen on the mound. You guys both mentioned it. The 18 and two scoreless. Um, Mal, you just mentioned it. It hasn't been against the best competition, but I mean, still, I think that's pretty imp- uh, remarkable for him to do that. Um, Sandoval's been okay. Uh, he does allow a ton of contact. Eight plus hits in five of his last uh, eight starts. Detroit 27, 20 and two. Um, to the over at home, Angels 25, 18, and 5 to the over on the road. Um, Halo's five-plus runs in four of his last five, uh, in, in four of the last five, seven-plus in three of the last four. And now, I don't think they'll get to um, Lorenzen that much, but if they can get to the bullpen, maybe they can add tack on a couple more runs. Um, seven of the last ten have went over for the Angels. I think Detroit. I think they're live here. I like them on the um, on the money line, and I also like the un- I like the over. I'm sorry, uh, Lonte. One word answer: Are the Angels going to trade Shohei? No. Uh, Moonaf, same question. No. Okay, I've made a little chart here, and I'm filling it in. No, no, I'm going for yes. Uh, so where so go. Like, where do you think he's going to go? Uh, oh, well, now. I don't know. I think he's going to end up at the Cubs, um, the Cubs? next season. Next season, oh, yeah. Yeah, not now. I, I don't know where he could go now. Um, D-backs, D-backs right now. The Yankees. Cubs baby. next season. 700 right million. We'll get him. We'll give, we'll give him 700. <laughs> um, they don't Yankee do very well. Stadium where, where careers go to die. <laughs> we'll rename it Shohei Stadium if he gets there. On that short <laughs> porch. Uh, Captain Cena sneaked in, in the uh, back door. Yeah. But what? Sorry, Mudaf. I said, look who decided to show up at the very end here, Captain Insano. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been knocking around. He his way in. Hey, speaking of speaking of showing up, man, Judge, they say they say he's might he might be coming back for the O's um, series. It's too late. Too late. Long yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It's not too late for my fantasy team. I'm desperate. Him oh, and Mike Trout sitting on the <laughs> aisle. Um, Seven o five Eastern. Uh, it's the New York Mets at the New York Yankees. It's a Yankees pod, this we all know. Uh, two left-handed pitchers go, Jose Quintana and Carlos Rodon. Uh, we have plus 138 for the Mets, minus 155 for the Yankees, with a total of eight and a half. Um, Quintana is 0-1 on the year, 360 ERA, started one game, uh, and it went okay, five innings. Six hits, uh, two earned runs. No homers, no walks um, against White Sox. So that was a promising start. The, the no homers, no walks. Um, tell me that, that he had control of what was going on. However, the, obviously the Mets lost that one 6-2 uh, because that's what they do. Uh, so this is kind of like an April game because Rodon's had three starts, so we're still feeling their way into the season. Um, Rodon starts getting worse, though. He's given up two, four, then six. Uh, so we're looking at eight tomorrow. He's given up homers in every game. He's walked nine. So really, handicapping this game, you've got two lineups that we don't really want anything to do with. Um, 
I would like to see the outcome of this Tuesday game, little crystal ball thing, uh, before I made a play in this. I think that'll help. We'll get some information on what this series might look like a little bit. Uh, but I just think there's more potential in the Quintana start. Uh, I mean, clues were just few and far between. Both teams hitting 231 exactly against left-handed pitching. There was just, you could just eliminate so much stuff. I like the Quintana start more than I've liked the Rodon starts. New York Mets first five is going to be my pick, uh, Lonte. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so I'm just going to bet. Uh, it's, it's just like the um, what I'm betting in football. I'm betting unders every game, um, both teams to, to score every game. And I'm just going to enjoy my winnings by betting the under in every Mets-Yankees game. Uh, like, there's just no offense for both of these both of these teams. Uh, six of the last ten went under for the Mets. Yankees five and five in their last ten, but they played the you know Kansas City, so they went over twice in that series. Probably could have been you know, if it was any other team, they probably went under. Um, so it's more like seven three to the under in, in my estimation. You mentioned Rodon. I mean, he's only allowed four hits. Uh, but he's just giving up the long ball. That's that's something he get, he's got to get in control. He actually had a pretty good start at home. He's been roughed up on the road, but at home, um, he's been fine. I think he only allowed two earned. Uh, the Yankees just I mean, obviously they couldn't give him enough offense. Uh, what else is new? But I think he's been fine. I mean, just a little bit of control issues as far as uh, giving up the long ball. But I think he'll be fine. Uh, I'll lean to the the Yankees on the on the run line. I think you just got to. Bet you got to bet them to either win by margin or they're going to lose. So in this matchup, low scoring game, I think we can see maybe a three one two zero type of game here. Okay, so low scoring uh, affair for Lonte Munaf. I don't understand why Rodon is a minus one fifty five uh, or home favorite here. I mean, you guys mentioned over his last three starts, he's been absolutely atrocious, and the Yankees have lost all three of those starts by two plus runs uh, in those starts now. Unfortunately for the Mets, they're not doing very well against left-handed pitching, especially over the last two weeks. They're bottom fourth in a lot of the offensive statistical categories. But if there is a pitcher that can cure those offensive woes, it's probably Carlos Rodon right now. Um, uh, it was, I think the value is on the New York Mets here at the plus price of plus 135. I, I can't put my money on the New York Yankees, especially with Carlos Rodon and how bad he's been to start the season. Um so, Mal, you mentioned the first five innings for the New York Mets. I don't hate that, but I would go full game plus 135 on the New York Mets here. Okay, so rare picks on the Mets uh, on the show tonight. 7-10 Eastern first pitch, the Atlanta Braves at the Boston Red Sox. Spencer Strider for Atlanta and my guy Brian Bellow for Boston. Uh, minus 162 on the Braves, plus 140 for the Red Sox. Total is 9.5 or you can find a 10 if you are so inclined um, good game this one, Lonte. I quite enjoyed handicapping this. How did you do it? Yeah, I didn't quite go as um as in depth because I didn't have numbers when I was doing my notes. But yeah, okay. I wanted I wanted Bello to be like one sixty five, one seventy ish. I know Atlanta's been like kind of um I think they're four and six in the last ten. But if they were hot, I think we would have got a better price. But I mean, you got to back Bello at home. I mean, I I know it's the Braves, but. I think Bello has been one of the most underrated pitchers in, in the game. He's been really, really good, especially at home. Um, they split a two-game set back in May, obviously two different teams. But I think Boston is really hot right now. Um, I, I lean their way. Um, they've covered six of the last ten on the run line, 27 and 24 on the run line at home. And they're also 32 and 22 um, as a dog. So that's something to, to keep in mind. I mean, Stride is fine, but he has had issues with – higher octane offenses at times. I know he had that 
little um he had a little he was in a little funk i think maybe like two months ago where he was giving up a ton of contact uh, and that was at home so i think boston at home um with those bats i think they can get to him i like billow i like boston i think they uh, i think they win the game outright probably going to be my dog of the day love that uh love it lonte plus 140 then big dog uh moonaf uh, your boston red Sox. Yeah, I do like the. I do expect to see runs in this game. Um, I know Spencer Strider at home, at least in Atlanta, the over has been a cash cow, uh, but on the road, it it hasn't really been there. And I'm trying to pull up the exact number. I mean, it's just four and five, so right around 500 uh, at least, um, as far as the total goes. But you know, Brian Bell is coming off one of his worst starts of the season, which was shockingly against the Oakland A's, where he did allow six earned runs uh, in just four innings pitched in Oakland. He allowed three home runs. He's allowed at least. I'm sorry, he's um, allowed six home runs in his last three starts uh, against the opposition. And Strider, it's it's really a hit or miss with him, right? Either he's going to give up a lot of hard, hard contact or he's going to strike you out. And four of his last five starts, uh, he's had 10 or more strikeouts for the uh, Atlanta Braves. I, I, I really do expect to see runs in this game between these two squads. I do like the over nine and a half. Uh, if you put a gun to my head, maybe pick a side, I, w- I would still go with the Atlanta Braves here. But my more favorite play is going to be the over in this game. Okay. Um, there's one crucial bit of uh, information that you've both overlooked here. Um, and it is, I don't think, on the network and all of our shows, anyone has ever overlooked this. It's the new dad power. Uh, Brian and Bello is back off the paternity list. So new dad power. You always just back the new dad power. Um, Boston are playing well. Uh, nine earned runs in the last two games started for Spencer Strider. And you know I love Bello. It's not a secret. Uh, but yeah, with a new dad power, I'm in. I'm with Lonte. Boston plus 140 uh, would Look, be my pick. We got to get Munaf. what was your record after you had your uh, your son? What was your betting record? Let's see if that new oh. dad power works for gamblers. Uh, it's definitely a thing, but I think international Munaf was different when I was on my international trip. I was like, <laughs> I was like ninety percent. It was crazy. <laughs> international moon, international man of mystery, Munaf. That's what you are. <laughs> uh, Ten Eastern first picks the Texas Rangers at the Houston Astros. Two lefties in Andrew Heaney and Framba Valdez. Uh, plus one fifty on the Rangers, minus one seventy on Houston. Total of eight and a half. Um. Another interesting one, Heaney 6-6, six and six, 458 on the year. His numbers are all over the place. Trying to find a pattern is just dark through. Scattergun approach here for Heaney. Um, earned runs in his last five games have gone 4-0-7-0-6. So what we're going to get, I took zero uh, according to the pattern. I'm just not sure about that. Um, did have a good start against the Astros on July the 2nd. Pitched five innings, scoreless. Uh, Frank Valdez is eight and six on the year. He has a two ninety four ERA. Great numbers, but not been as good lately. Um, has given up nine earned in his uh, eleven and one third pitched over his last two starts. He's much better at home, however. I think that's a key factor. Two thirteen ERA in his eleven home games started. Um, I just think we saw a comp game last night. We saw a shootout. We saw a mad one. Was it ten nine? I think uh, mm-hmm. Houston Street passed it. And I think the rest of the week. Uh, between these two teams is going to follow suit. Uh, the eight and a half, I think, is too low. I think Houston win, um, but I think Texas can contribute. So I'll be taking the over eight and a half in this one. We do like this Texas lineup. Um, we've said before, they do sort of bat all the way down. Even last night, I was watching it, it's Tavares rounding the bases. It's Jankowski 
the people were batting sort of seven, eight, nine, Ezekiel Duran. So yeah, Texas will keep coming at you and I think can get this total over eight and a half, Lonte. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that they started off, uh, the Astros started off hot, right? Four runs in the bottom of, in the bottom of the first, if I'm not mistaken. And then... Uh, they yeah, Rangers had, the Rangers got out to a two-nothing leader. Then I think, um, I forgot, somebody hit, they thought they hit a grand slam, but I think they called it to, I think, a double or something like uh, that. Oh, okay, so that's what I saw. Maybe it wasn't updated. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm leaning to Houston here, uh, and I like the over with you, Mal. Uh, I mean... I think Houston is just a better team right now. I think Valdez, every time he's on the podcast, ironically, every time we talk Houston, I'm always on the podcast with Munaf, and Valdez is always pitching and I always bet on him and I always win. So hopefully that streak <laughs> continues. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's underrated. Um, the record doesn't indicate how good he's being, especially at home. Uh, two earned runs in less than five of his last six. Uh, I mean, Haney's inconsistent. You mentioned it, um, like four four zero seven zero six two home run in four of his last six starts, multi-home run in three of those. I think the Astros, they, are they, is Yardon back tonight? I mean, tomorrow night? Or is he back tonight? Uh, let me see. I, I mean, I, I still don't understand why they're, both those guys are not in the lineup yet, but let me see if they're back tonight. Yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to figure out. I, know, I thought he was going to be either back tonight or tomorrow night, so I think they're going to get a shot in the arm when he gets back in the lineup. I mean, obviously, pitchers have to pitch to that lineup different when he and Altuve are are in it but at least one of those guys being inserted in that lineup just changes everything and how you can pitch to him so I like Houston with or without him uh, that's just a disclaimer but if they do get your done back in the lineup I think that's an even bigger bet for me on on the Astros okay uh moving off your hometown Astros the Astros with Valdez on the mound he's been really good in his career since the 2020 season against the Rangers um four and two uh, and unfortunately the two losses have come in the last two uh, starts for framber valdez and that's just because that the bullpen has really let him down uh in those two games um you take a look at the last start back on april 16th he threw he got through five innings but then he got into a little bit of trouble in the seventh inning uh for the astros and the rangers won that game nine to one uh, I'm just going to shrink this down. I'm going to go with the first five innings run line for the Houston Astros in this game. Um, I think that we'll see less runs in the Tuesday night game. Uh, but I think in this game, I do see an eight out there for if you do like the over in this game, uh, over eight. So I think that number is a little bit conservative. I think I know Andrew Haney has been really good against the Astros in the two starts this season. But I do believe that we'll, I think this number is a little low at eight. So uh, I would hop on the over eight. And I wouldn't be uh, opposed to taking the Astros run line at plus odds as well. Minus one and a half, plus 125. Tell you what, there's a bold and confident air amongst everyone tonight on this show. I don't know what it is, but I'm just feeling that everyone's just getting stuck in. I think we're going to absolutely have it tomorrow. We're going to smash this wide open. Um, rookie question here. Is there a name for the Cubs White Sox series? I don't know this. Uh, right. Southside series? No, I don't know. I don't know. Because this, and if not, why is a bigger question? Because it's obviously a, I would call it a derby. It's a local derby, but yeah, maybe why don't we have a name City, for it? Windy City series, maybe. Have you seen? Yeah. The, have you seen the fan duel that they have um, at Wrigley? Yeah. No. Oh, oh, the, the sports book. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta look at that. Look at that up, Mal. It's incredible. Incredible. Oh, I'll have a little YouTuber that year when we get off. Cheers, uh, Lonte. So, yeah, the, the Cubs uh, continue their series at the White Sox tomorrow, 8 10 Eastern. First pitch, Marcus Stroman for the Cubbies, and Lance Lynn goes for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, minus 125 for the Cubs, plus 112 for the White Sox. Total of eight and a half, Munaf. 
Yeah, so I guess I would call this a Windy City series uh, because it is Chicago, obviously. Ah, uh, God, I, I, how can you get behind either one of these pitchers? I know the Cubs are slightly favored here, like you mentioned, Mal, but Marcus Stroman, at least over his last couple starts here, has just not been very good for the Cubbies. Uh, last five starts, he is 1-3 with a 6.46 ERA. He's allowed at least four earned runs in four of the last five starts and at least five earned runs in three of his last five starts. And the Astros, sorry, the Astros, the Cubbies have lost four of his last five starts as well. Um, we've seen at least nine runs in four of the last five starts as well. And Lance Lynn on the other side, uh, I mean, we know the story. He had one good start a couple, couple starts ago. We had that 16 strikeout game. But I think after that, he just kind of like gave up and like, He's like, I don't know what's going on with this offense. It can't give me any run support and things like that. So in his last five games, the White Sox are two and one with a 5.28 ERA. But at home is where he's getting to trouble. Two and four with a 6.11 ERA. We've seen at least nine runs in four of his last five starts as well. Home runs are an issue for Lance Lynn as well. He's allowed at least three, uh, two home runs in three of his last four starts. He allowed four home runs to the Twins. He gave up two to the Braves, and then he gave up three to the uh, Los Angeles Angels. I think we do see runs in this game between these two pitchers. They're just not in good form right now. Um, so eight and a half, I do like the over. If you put a gun to my head to take a side here, I would leave with the Cubbies. But again, another over from here uh, for me at eight and a half. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this number does move to nine by the time we get to the game time. Okay, cheers, Munaf. Uh, no, I reckon it's the Crosstown Classic. They should um, that sucks. <laughs> you're not having that. Yeah, the only thing I don't like that is it's clearly a bit of a play on Crosstown traffic by Jimi yeah, Hendrix, it, isn't it? And Jimi Hendrix comes from the other side of the country. So if Hendrix was Chicago, they could have that. Other, But I'm not allowing it, so uh, get back to the drone board. 9.45 Eastern first pitch is the last game on the card. It's off the board, unfortunately, so we'll have to whiz through the Oakland Athletics at the San Francisco Giants. Left-handed pitcher, Hogan Harris, I want to call him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... TBD for San Francisco. Although I've seen Alex Wood uh, for the majority of the day, so I don't know what's going on there. But we've got no lines, unfortunately, Lonte. So did you have much on this one? Yeah, not really. Um, I saw Alex Wood also, but we've we've been, I think, handicapping Alex Wood for the past uh, two or three times, and he, he hasn't went. Um, I, I lean to the over, though. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to snap out of their, their little skid that they're in. They're, uh, they're obviously better at home than they, than they are on the road. Uh, Harris, 16 earned runs in his last four starts. He's allowed. So I just, if you had to, if I had to bet anything right now, um, just without knowing who the pitcher is, I think I'll bet the San Francisco team total to go over. I think they can get to Harris a little bit. But outside of that, it's hard to kind of um, handicap without a starting pitcher. Yeah, you're right. Uh, moving after you have much on this? No, I didn't. If it's Hogan Harris, uh, he's been fade material for me over the last several starts. I mean, um, I think Lante mentioned it. He's just been. Uh, atrocious for this A's pitching rotation two and four on the season 6.11 ERA last three starts or sorry last five games in three starts oh and three with a 8.03 ERA so he gives up a lot of hard contact walks are an issue for him as well and I know the Giants haven't been playing very good baseball but I think this pitching rotation of the A's or at least with Hogan Harris might just cure their bats and maybe wake them up a little bit so I can only lean towards the run line in the Giants in this game yeah, um, 
Well, Harris is just unbackable. He's been awful on the road, but Wood's struggling as well. 6.15 home ERA. Um, runs, runs, runs for me. Over, first five over. Two team totals if you want them. Um, pay your money and take your choice on that one. And that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of a 15-game card. Like I say, uh, a confident-sounding uh, show here. A lot of uh, good selections. I'll lead us off for a change um, and give Moon off a chance to make his picks as well. Uh, my lock is going to be straight back to the Reds Brewers. Um, I'll take the under five and a half. Again, it's under eight and a half. I don't need to. <laughs> um, two. Yeah, why not? It's just going to be the same. Lonnie agrees. We handicapped it the same. Same old series. Like, it's not all line on it. Take that under five and a half. If I woke up this morning and saw that run in the bottom of the ninth right. and taking me over four and a half, I would have been very, very sad. Uh, but yeah, all line down. It's the same game. Um, I'll wake up in the morning and see the Brewers have won 18-9 or something. But I just think it's the same series all week. Um, the, somebody will edge the other team by one run in a low-scoring game. And for my dog, uh, it's not a very big dog, but they don't always have to be. And they keep cashing as a dog. Uh, I think it's three nights running now. Um, my little green boxes on my spreadsheet have all got the name Baltimore written in them because they keep cashing as dogs. Uh, plus 108 behind Kyle Bradish has been absolutely outstanding. I think it's a great price and I'll take Baltimore. It's a dog. Um, Lonte, you can follow us up. Yeah, man. So with my lock, I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, I know it's it's unpopular. I don't think any, has anybody ever gone with Detroit as their lock on, on this on this podcast? <laughs> Not to win. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be the first to do it. Uh, I, I mentioned we mentioned <laughs> Lorenzen, how good he's been going. Um, like 18 and two thirds, uh, scoreless, only five hit or oh, eight hits. I'm sorry. In that span, um, it hasn't been a great competition. I know the Halos' offense have been uh, have been going pretty well, but at home. Uh, I think they'll get to Sandoval. Uh, I think they will have a good chance to to win it at home. Um, they they thrive as uh, at home in this role. Um, so I like Detroit. I would probably put split it, put a half unit on the run line, half unit on the um, on the money line. So I, I like them. As for my dog, um, I was having a hard time finding the dog. To be honest with you, um, let's see. Oh, Jesus. And you pick Baltimore, so I'm going to go with Jesus. It's nothing I like as a dog. Munaf, give yours. I, I I really don't like any of these underdogs. All right, so let me get my lock in, dog. So I'll, I'll, for my lock, I'm going to go with the over in the Mariners and the Twins game. Seven and a half is the number right now. You can get over at DraftKings. Um, talked about how both pitchers have you know regressed in, in negatively over the last several starts. And we talk about Joe Ryan, especially at target field at home uh, where the over has been a cash cow. You could either take that in the first five innings, or if you want to take it full game, I don't trust the bullpen for the twins, especially, but at home this season, Joe Ryan starts the over at seven, two and one. And then within the first five innings, it's nine and one to the over. Um, I think Bruce, uh, sorry, Bruce, uh, Bryce Miller will be, he'll give up a couple runs. We see Joe Ryan. He's regressed. Like I mentioned as well. Um, and over the last three games at home for Joe Ryan and his starts final scores of eight to four, 15 to two and nine to four. Uh, and I think that's going to continue. I think that seven and a half is a little bit too low, uh, in this game for my dog. I'm going to go with the Rays run line minus one and a half plus half plus one fifty. Zach Eflin at home. We talked about it. 
The Rays are 10 and one straight up, nine and two on the minus one and a half run line. Um, and again, we talked about we're just kind of waiting for Sandy to be the pitcher that he was last season or close to it. It's just not going to happen this season. Um, and again, over his last several starts, he's given up the same amount of runs he was given up at the beginning of the season. He had a couple good starts in there, but he's been especially bad on the road where he's just two and five with a 4.91 ERA. Um, and again, he's just not getting the run support either. Marlins have lost four straight starts when Sandy is on the mound by uh, two runs throughout those last four games. So at plus 150, I think that's a generous uh, price here at, uh, on the run line for the race. So minus one and a half, plus 150 for my dog uh, for the Wednesday games. All right, I got one, man. <laughs> well, got one. you you filled some time out there, bought Lonte some time, dude. Have yeah, good effort. Come on, Lonte. What have you got? It. This better be good now. This can't lose <laughs> after all this. Yeah, yeah, it can't. So I like the Cubs, uh, minus one and a half, plus 130 uh, against the White Sox. Lynn, he, he's been nailed like 10 home runs in his last five games, multi-home runs in six of his last nine. I think Munaf mentioned the three of the last four, but I'll just expand it on it a little bit more. 35, uh, 30, 38 earned runs in his last nine starts. That's not good at all. Um, and if you if you weren't paying attention, the Cubs are only four back in the loss column in that division. So something to take note take note of. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be buyers or sellers at deadline, but they've been running pretty hot. One four or five. Um, uh, Stroman is is the better pitcher here. I like the Cubs team total over also. So if you want to um, sprinkle a little bit on that, but I think the Cubs win here three zero four one type of game here. So I like the Cubs minus one and a half at plus one thirty. Well done, Lonte. Got there in the end. Um, yes. Cheers, everybody. Uh, thank you, Moonaf. Thank you, Lonte. We've come in just on time, as usual. Uh, like I say, I like the sound of uh, a lot of those picks. I'm feeling good this week. Rolling quite hot, so I will crack on. Thanks, everyone, who joined us in the chat. We do appreciate it. Like, rate, review in all the usual places. Um, go and follow the Patreon. Um, do everything you can to help the network. Keep on growing. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Um, I think it's uh, Scott and maybe Dylan are around tomorrow. So, yeah, good luck with your bets. Um, until tomorrow night, same time, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>